Yo, 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 yo. I want to welcome you back to Don't Take Wooden Nickels. You hear me. This is your brother, Yo. This is your partner, Yo. This is your homeboy, Yo. I am so happy. I'm ecstatic that we are back in the building. I'm so happy and ecstatic that we're doing this again. This is the first visual podcast of 2024. So we got the audio that's going crazy right now. Salute to all the people that listen to it concerning William Murphy. Um, We dropped that about three or four days ago, but God has been on my heart about releasing this too. 2024 has started with a boom, y'all. Let me take a little drink. It has started with a boom and content has been created itself. Like I haven't had to to actually to uh, force anything out. Contact has been creating itself. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited that um, inspiration is flying off of the ledge, you can say, and that I have the ability to actually speak on some things that are pertaining to the, the Christian community, um, in the form of society. Um, but more importantly than anything, y'all, I have to say that I'm going to give everything a balanced point of view. I'm never going to come from a position in which um, to side with either or unless it's in the word of God. I have to preface that. If God said it is this, it's this. Period. That's going to be my perspective. Um, the, the the challenge becomes um, interpretation, right? And so you want to do your due diligence and ensure that your t- interpretation is following the word of God to a T. And how you do that? Well, scripture never uh, conflicts with scripture. And so if what I believe conflicts with what this scripture this scripture or what this scripture goes with, then I have to then challenge what I believe and then say, okay, maybe if my interpretation or understanding is off on this scripture. So let me go back to square one to ensure that I have the correct interpretation and to follow the word of God to my best ability. I always will preface with this allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in those directions because discernment is just isn't just for notification if something's wrong. Discernment is also for ensuring that we are equipped and prepared to follow, to direct us into what God is calling us to do. So discernment may look can can be positive as well. It doesn't have to be just one thing. It doesn't have to be from one perspective because we often make it a negative perspective. And I segue into the podcast with that statement. We often focus on the negative perspective when it pertains to thing, thing, our things um, with society. You already saw the headline, right? The headline says, what Cat Williams confirmed. And so if you haven't known, I want to say two or three days. It hasn't been long. 
Shannon Sharp has a podcast by the name of Uncle, I'm saying Uncle Shay Shay, Club Shay Shay. He's called Uncle Shay, but Club Shay Shay. His most recent interviewer or interviewee, he's the interviewer, was Cat Williams, right? And Cat Williams went on a two hour plus, almost three hours interview, just this, him and, and Shannon Sharp discussing his life, his career, the things he's done, the things he haven't done. And he gave himself the ability from his perspective to uh, speak his truth and and the things that he's experienced and what he saw and what he deems as facts, right? I'm, I'm very careful with my words because what he deems as facts could be facts. However, there is a possibility that they may not be facts, right? I don't want to say what he didn't say wasn't truth. What I'm saying is it could have been his interpretation of truth. So there could be truth in it. Two things can always be true. I need people to understand it. So it could be his perspective of what he considered truth as, which has truth in it. But it may not be the whole overview of truth. Right. And so he spoke his position. And man, really good podcast, by the way. What's getting headline is him addressing multiple comedians uh, that he or he may he or he may not be fond of. Um, and he goes into him. He call him out by name. He goes from Steve Curry, Steve Curry, goodness, from Steve Harvey to Cedric the Entertainer to. Michael Blastens, even Martin Lawrence, he goes through a plethora, even Ludacris, right? He goes through a plethora of people, man. And he just he just shooting his shots at what his truth is, right? And doing the podcast, <laughs> what I'm gonna get to underlines a couple of things, but doing the podcast, Shannon Sharp says multiple times. I'm going to get canceled after this. And Kat rebuttals with, no, you're not. No, you're not. This is going to, this is going to succeed your expectation, right? So Shannon Sharp has said recently, this podcast is going to be the one. And he thought that it was going to be shatter all his records. Well, that is absolutely true. By the time of taping this particular podcast, my podcast, it was like at a 11 million views in two or three days. Excuse me, which is the highest for Shannon Sharp. The highest prior to that was 9 million views. And that was the Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey podcast that he did. And that was what, six, seven months. In three days, the podcast that he's just done with Cat Williams has already surpassed it and probably going double, triple it, double, triple it by six months. And so it led me to go down this train of thought, right? 
what made this podcast so um, intriguing? What made this the podcast in which surpassed his highest rated podcast in just hours? What made this particular podcast um, go viral, basically? Like everyone is talking about it right now, even to nauseam. <laughs> but what made this particular podcast the one in which is going to lead Shannon Sharp into a different stratosphere as a interviewer? Everybody's going to want to come on there now. Everybody. And whether we acknowledge it or not, it's negativity. Negativity is the reason why this particular podcast was and is currently going viral. It was what Cat Williams said about his peers that makes it go viral. It's him spilling the tea. So say um, about Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer and countless other comedians that made and intrigued people to watch it, to talk about Diddy and to talk about other situations in his life and his experience in entertainment that made people want to watch the podcast. And I, with that, I had to go into my thought process in mind and say, what is it about negativity that's so appealing? And Cat Williams, Pod, the podcast with Cat Williams isn't the only thing. Just I just want you to reflect. This is not me judging anything. This is me asking some real questions and then saying, providing some commentary to it. But just reflect. How many reality shows are there? I'm currently... Right. So I don't want to make this from a self-righteous perspective. I'm currently watching uh, the sunsets, sunset of Shahar, and I might be pronouncing the last word wrong. And this is a reality TV show. And the premise of that particular reality TV show is is uh, their Persians are Iranians, which is the quote-unquote PR term, proper term. They're Persians, and they live in Hollywood, like LA, Los Angeles, living luxury lifestyles, right? However, it's extremely dramatic, and it's very toxic in a lot of ways. Honestly, it's like, it can't be all it is arguing in the world. Um, but that's not what entertains me about the show. I, I really don't like shows with drama. What entertains me is their culture and the way they view things. Um, being that the, I, I don't know any Persians, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I don't know many Persians personally to see their lifestyle and their culture and their, how rich they are in depth in their family intrigues me. Now, what keeps me watching is that main thing, but also how they handle and navigate drama, which is 
also intriguing because it's it's not like the other reality shows for me anyway, because the other reality shows, whether you go from the housewives to the, the, the so many, but bad girls club to wherever you can go plethora of places where there's dramatic. Whenever you put a camera on one face, well, uh, more than one people, there's going to be drama there. However, it's, they may fuss with each other and they have over and over and over and over. They stick by the code that we're family and we're going to navigate and work this out. And a lot of that has to do with their culture. I'm saying all that to say this, even me to some, some standpoint, right? To not get on my self-righteous, how harsh I make you feel I'm being judgmental towards you. There's a inclination, there's this entertainment this this niche per se that wants me to even look at drama and be enticed by it right and so that's the same thing with this podcast we're enticed by him spilling the tea and 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 calling people out and f- calling phase on love a fat fat and Saying he gonna punch uh, Cedric Entertainer in the gut if he if he knew he was gonna steal his joke. It's this thing inside of us that is really enticed by drama. And can I go here to a certain extent? Us having this self righteousness in us that looks at other people's situations. And feel sort of inferior to tell them how wrong they are. That's good. That's cringy for some, but that's also good. Because we do that. Whenever I, when, when I've been in a seat, and this is the reason why I don't like watching reality TV shows. Can I be honest with you? One of the reasons why I don't like watching reality TV shows, because I used to be big into the real world. But... What led me to stop watching them just in its entirety? Fast forward to the sunset of Sahara. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, right? Um, is the fact of I found myself with this pension and this desire to look at other people's problems, point to them, show them how wrong they was, and feel self-righteous but yet couldn't do it in my own life. And so I got to a place in which I was like, yo, this is crazy to me that I'm judging them. I can point to everything they're doing wrong and turn off that TV and in my life have some similar situations happen and can't work those things out myself. God just led me to a scripture. God just led me to a scripture. I want to go to that scripture. So you're going to see me do some, hear some clicking, but I want to go to some scripture. Glory to God. I'm glad that we're back on video so you can see what I see, right? I'm just not typing and you just not hearing typing, Um, (laughs) but you're seeing what I see. So that's dope. That's dope. We're going to go to some scriptures right now. And while I'm um, leading your leading my way to scripture, 
I do want to say this though. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for, as I grow, um, I feel like we're growing together. Like as a podcast community, I think now I don't take wood nickelers. Like that's what I'm calling y'all, by the way. Don't get mad at that. It's not, it may sound corny to you, but um, we're growing. We're growing. We're growing as a platform. I'm growing as a, a communicator in a podcast space. And it's up from here. Like I'm really, really getting to a place of I'm enjoying doing it. And I'm getting really comfortable and understanding how to do it well and with excellence. So I just want to thank you for rocking with me. If you haven't done so, I know this is going to seem crazy in the middle of a podcast to be plugging all of this foolish stuff, but rate it five stars. Help your brother out. I'm growing, but I need your help to do that. And I understand that I suck a little bit in marketing. Hey, have grace. Okay. Have grace. So listen, I'm going to share my screen with you. Right. I want I'm going to share my screen with you. Uh, so you can see what I see. Here we go. Share screen. You should be seeing it right now. All right. So this is what Holy Spirit led me to. Um, Matthew 7, 3 and 5. It says this. I'm in a new living translation. That's my translation translation right now. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? Hmm. That's what kind of convicted me from watching reality TV shows. How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? That's the, this the word that got me. Five, hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. I mean, just call me a hypocrite. And I felt the Holy Spirit doing that. I really did feel the Holy Spirit doing that um, because I just was one day I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like it was no more than that. It was what am I doing? Right. I'm entangled into watching these shows, but I was watching from the perspective of not just being entertained by them but feeling a self-righteous spirit in me to point to what was wrong with them and how stupid they were. And the Holy Spirit said, you just as stupid. All of that stuff is in your life. The difference is, is you see it, but why can't you resolve it in your life? And it became to a place of, yo, I don't want to watch something that will rise in me the pension to judge them in a negative manner and not see it in myself. You know what I'm saying? Even now, while I watch the sun, the sunset, uh, sunset of Shahai, I pray I'm saying that right. At times, right, I can find myself not necessarily from a self-righteous standpoint, but from an analytical end standpoint and more of a a counseling standpoint saying, hey, all of these people are navigating and dealing with hurt and they're just projecting that hurt on other people. Um, I still see myself in a place of judging. Now it's more healthier, right? And so I, even watching this show, I don't Watch it from the perspective of necessarily judging, but realizing that there's still some stuff in me 
I need to navigate? And am I healthy? Right? Because all you're seeing is reflections of things that you may have. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for sending sending us to Matthew 7. So with that verse is a lot of times we get on our high horse and we point to specs, the things that we see with other people. However, we have all of this, all of these issues with us that we don't navigate and deal with. Um, And it makes us a hypocrite. I didn't say that. You saw Jesus said it. And so it fascinates me at times uh, and saddened, if I'm being honest, that we kind of navigate to negativity and we esteem it based on us wanting to feel inferior, wanting to, to pinpoint to other people and say, oh, I told you so. I told you they were wrong. I told you they weren't perfect. I told you that they lacked integrity. I told you that they were bad people. I told you that he sold his soul to be a millionaire. I t- like we go down this hole to confirm our insecurities to make us feel better as opposed to addressing the real issue. And that's we f- we aren't satisfied with the things inside of us. And we aren't happy with the things inside of us. And so now we project those things onto other people whom we may deem successful by lowering their morality system to justify us not being satisfied with the positions and places that we are in. And that's toxic. (laughs) That's really toxic. And it becomes to a place of you're still not dealing with the root of the situation. You're just trying to justify by saying someone else is wrong and them being wrong is what made them successful as opposed to saying, I need to heal me. I need to work on me. I need to navigate from a healthy space. I need to make sure that I am healing myself and what is inside of me is projecting um, my insecurities in order to feel good. And why can't I just work on that as opposed to looking to others and their shortfalls and their shortcomings and their imperfections as justification to make myself feel good? Because it isn't. Like, let's work on me. Let's work on us. Right? And so, what Cat William confirmed to me is, is that we got issues that we want to hide and justify by putting other people down, as opposed to addressing big elephants that we have in our rooms, in our internal selves. That's crazy, isn't it? I thought that was interesting. I thought, so I made some notes and I want to share those things with you. Um that I just thought was also interesting. Um, So what did Cat Williams confirm to me? While listening and looking at the interview and the responses, by the way, 
I realize that we have an issue with the difference between integrity and character. We, 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 we have an issue with identifying those two things aren't being the same. They're not mutually exclusive. They can, for example, if you're a person of integrity, consistently, that may be defined in your character, right? However, those things aren't the same. So I, I want to give you some definitions here so you can understand what I mean. And I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with this because during the Cat Williams interview, he pointed to their lack of integrity. Some of the comedians he talked about, whether that's Steve Harvey or whether that's Cedric the Entertainment, his lack of integrity because he stole his joke. And then you have people basically saying, oh, pointing to moments which could have have displayed a lack of integrity, trying to identify that with people characters and the slandering of their characters. And that hurts my soul a little bit. So I want to address why that's so problematic and why we do that. Why do we point to moments in which people may have not been the best, their best selves as points to identify that as their character. Um, and, and also um, we're going to, we're going to actually also see it in scripture that that's not what you should be doing. Right. And that the part of us that does that is actually wicked. I'm going to go there. It's actually wicked. It's not of God. God doesn't look at it that way. And it takes a very, again, it takes, and you may be projecting your insecurities, but also you're allowing the enemy who is the devil to lead you to have that train of thought. And so the definition for character, one of them out of the uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary is one of the attributes are features that make up and distinguish an individual. So one of the attributes or many attributes are features that make up and distinguish an in individual. So that's a character. Here's, the here's a, a breakdown in the, in the Merriam-Webster. This is a side of a character that few people have seen. Another one is um, that I want to show definition-wise, right, of character so we can get it, we can re receive it. This is out of the Oxford languages. It is the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. I really like that one. I'm saying it again. The mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. That's the definition for character. So there's the mental and moral qualities that's distinctive for one, an individual, a person. That is character, right? So with that being said, I also want to go into integrity, okay? Integrity. And what's the difference with integrity? This is the definition for integrity. The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. I'm saying it again. This is integrity. 
the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. That's integrity. So I'm going to go back into what I said initially. There is a difference between integrity and character. Everybody doesn't have a high level of integrity at all in everything they do. They don't. People are flawed. And consciously or subconsciously, they may be issues with their integrity. But that does not define their character. Someone may have a bad day. And the day that you see them bad, you may question their integrity, right? And what they're doing. But that does not mean they have a bad character. Can I go to scripture? Let me go to a, a, a biblical character, a person in the Bible that this best fits and suits. His name is David. I need to let you know, David had moments in which that brother integrity, <laughs> that brother integrity was off, okay? His integrity was off. The moral qualities that he possessed, they were off. And if you hear the rain in the background, man, it's a perfect, perfect, perfect vibe. That's so dope. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back on subject. Okay, so David, his integrity at some times that you can point to in the Bible and say, hey, man, he lacked integrity. The biggest the, the biggest one that we know is with him and Bathsheba. He lacked integrity in that one. He took one of his main soldiers, Uriah, wife, had sex with her, right? She was pregnant. He devised this plan to get Uriah to sleep with his wife, got the man drunk, tried to make him go home to have sex with his wife. He didn't do it. So he got the man killed, basically murdered him. That lacked all type of integrity. Would you agree? Would you agree that his moral compass in that situation was way, way off? You will agree, right? What about also he lacked integrity with his own family? We got to go here. He lacked integrity with his own family, his daughter and his son. One of his sons, Abnon, literally, biblically, I'm going, if this triggers you, I want you to know, I apologize. But he, his son, raped his sister. And the father, David, did nothing. Because of that, it triggered generational attacks on his family and death to his children. He did nothing. You can also say, hey, from that standpoint, the integrity was, was a lack of lack thereof, right? Pertaining to David. It was a lack thereof of integrity in that situation. Why wouldn't you do something 
to your son who raped your daughter. He didn't. And because of that, it created a ripple effect of Adnan dying, Absalom dying, the, 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 his other son who, who killed Abnon and also wanted to kill David. And just think about the mentor turmoil Tamar went to. Did she trust her father after that? Probably not. Probably not. Did she feel secure and safe with her father after that? Probably not. Probably not. So the lack of integrity was definitely showed through his life. However, with all of the things I just said and what people now in societal terms, current state will say about David, he's a murderer. He cheat, he, 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 he's a, he's, he betrayed his friend. He's a bad father. Man, David couldn't live, bro. Just think about if David was actually indeed a, a, a prominent figure in today's society. Think about some of the stuff they would say to David. Think about it. Just think. I'm just think. I'm going to take a squeak and I want you to think. Think about it. Some of the stuff they would say. What if David was a pastor and he did that? No, you're not going to David Church, would you? Would you? You're not going to David Church. But this is what God said. <laughs> He's a man after his own heart. He said, David is a man after my own heart. Because David saw his, so so God saw David's character before you saw the integrity. God called his character out before you saw the lack of integrity. And God doesn't look at and doesn't define us by integrity, but by the character. See, David did a bunch of great things that most people don't even identify with. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even identify David with, with uh, slaying Goliath. They don't even identify him. Or the man who honored Saul could have killed him twice, but honored him because of the anointing on his life that God gave him. They don't identify David with that. What about the man that brought the, 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 the covenant and the ark back? One of the greatest kings of Israel. They don't identify David with that. They don't. And so what I learned and what Cat William kind of confirmed to me is that we will only pinpoint the moments of negativity for people to to allow that to structure their character as opposed to the things they didn't do or do well to structure their character. There's 365 days in a, a regular year, not including a, a leap year. Shout out, we have a leap year this year, so it's going to be 366, right? We will point to the 20 days people didn't satisfy us the way we wanted them to 
as opposed to the other 345. So for 345 days, I can be the exact same person, show you the exact same love, be caring, daring, compassionate, honorable to you. But there's 20 days out of that, less than a month, right? I could be mean, upset, frustrated, cussed you out, um, wish you like, like didn't answer your calls, your texts, and you will wait for those days to say, I knew you was a bad person. I knew you was wrong. I knew you couldn't be trusted. I was just waiting for you to cuss. I was waiting for you to be mad. So you waited. So six, seven, eight months, you waited for the one day and then you define me by the one day. So the six, four, five, six months that I showed you care, compassion, love, assist, help, that didn't create my character to you. The one day in which I'm upset did, and that makes you want to break every tie and chain a relationship with me. You know how crazy that sounds for me to communicate that? And you're probably saying to yourself, that sounds crazy, you'll... It does. But how many people have you heard actually do that, right? I was waiting for the day. I, I knew Mad Day was coming, but why are you waiting for Mad Day? If you know that there's a day that they're going to be upset, why would you judge them by the day that they're frustrated? Why would you judge them by the day that they're mad? Why can't we communicate on that day to see why they're mad? Because if they've shown me who they are, 364 days before Mad Day, and that personality is one that is upright and shows integrity. The one day they, they don't show integrity wouldn't define to me if they have integrity or not. Why would why would that be the case? So because what we have identified with and we anticipated is they're going to be negative, and I can hold my head, my banner on the negative as opposed to not holding my head or the banner on this person being upright the other time or whatever they have shown me, why do we lean into more so than not the negative in people as opposed to the positive? I'm going somewhere. I'm trying to get us to change our thought process. Why do we lean into more so than not what people do wrong as opposed to what people do right? Why are we lean into, why do we wait for heartbreak? Why do we identify a person's character with what they did wrong as opposed to all of the things they did right? If someone has loved you for three months unconditionally, but it's been a week, we can go here, in which they just upset, frustrated. Why would you use that week to identify that person as opposed to the months that they have showed you who they are. And I'm not talking about because I gotta put, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta place actual uh quotations here and, and, and a period and pause, right? Because I'm not saying if someone has been good to you four or five months, but one day they decide to be abusive, right? 
definitely separate there. But I'm talking about people just may be just frustrated. They may be mad. They just may have a bad day. Grief may come over them and they can't communicate the way they once did. Or they may just had a, a just may not, just may have had slipping morally, kind of like David, right? Now, current, current, current time. If David would have sent, if if a a, a, a new uh someone now <laughs> would do what David did to Uriah, he's going to jail, right? And he can be a man after God's own heart all he want. He's still going to step in and embrace those consequences. David did too, by the way. He lost a child. So he had consequences there, right? So I, I do want to preface that. I don't want people to go overboard and be like, oh, I'm going to forgive everyone and you should, or I'm going to embrace everyone and overlook tendencies I may think is wrong. I don't want you to do that. But what I do want you to do is not hang your banter on someone who is um, loving, caring, embrace you, good for you, and then break ties, burn bridges when there are moments that they lack integrity. You may want to ask, why is that? As opposed to, oh, that's who they are. I hope you understand what I just said. And so what I learned from Cat Williams and what he really did confirm more than learn is that we have a, a penchant to cling to negative. And my question here is why so? Why so? Why have we identified the things that we know isn't good for us as the things that entertain us? And it's not to say that the Cat Williams interview isn't good. I thought it was overall a good interview. There were moments that I did was like, yo, why he went there? But he's also a comedian, right? So I have to take that into preference as well. However, I just thought it was interesting that this was his highest interview. And I asked myself why. And it led me down this, this rabbit hole of we enjoy chaos. And sometimes we just need to admit that to get out of the rabbit hole and say, why do I enjoy this? And is this healthy for me? Do I enjoy it because it allows me to now um, see myself in a better position to measure my standard to what I've just judged? Does it allow me to feel better about myself? Though I'm still not accomplishing the goals and the aspiration and dreams that I've set out for myself. And that person has, whoever that person may be, they did it because their, their, their integrity is questionable. Does that still make me feel good? Like these are things I just ask, my, ask myself and it's not necessarily to judge. It's just to create conversation because it's needed. And also look, look inwardly at why I do and why we do the things we do. I'm big on that. I'm going to examine myself. I'm going to look at the planks in my eyes before I tell a friend there's specs in theirs. And so I just wanted to communicate that. I hope 
this podcast didn't go over too many people here. It is really one that um, I think we just want to just push the conversation forward. And I think this is one that will definitely do that. Are you with me? Are you with me? Okay. Well, welcome to Don't Take Wooden Nickels. I want to end goodbye. <laughs> I want to say let's 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 do the work. Let's do the work here in our hearts. Let's do the work inside, and let's pull out those things that we know aren't good and healthy for us. Let's tap into it. We can do it, and we can become better. Amen. Amen. This has been Don't Take With Nichols. This is your brother, Yule. Listen, Don't Take With Nichols. Guess what? Downspin. Peace.